Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Welcome back. For the third time, we're attempting to start this episode of the podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. Mine is horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. Action adventure. So we take turns selecting from these genres movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe if I listen to our podcast, you can give them a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Elaine's pick. 1997's Anaconda. Yes, folks, Anaconda. The, we're returning to the type of movie that I love for its ridiculous more than almost any other, the natural disaster giant animal attack. My Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hon. No, no, this has Ice Cube in it. <laughs> so this movie got a 4.8 out of 10. And oh, I just remembered my favorite one. 37 Metacritic, Metacritic, Metacritic score on IMDb. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 24% audience score and a 40% thermometer. So the critics li- critics liked it better than the fan than the audience, but nobody liked it at all, except for Elaine. <laughs> we'll see. It had a budget of 45 million dollars. In the U.S., it grossed $65 million, and worldwide, it grossed $136 million. So it did make its money back. And I remember this movie being a bit of a thing it, it when did. it came out. I remember hearing, holy shit, did you see that Anaconda movie? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Is that right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, I lost what I was going to say. It won. It won some Razzies? It, no. It won Oscars? Some, it won some awards. Something between those two. <laughs> won some awards, and I'm going to do them as we get to the actors that won those. Oh, okay. But this had a really, really good cast. It um, did. For her, for kind of a low-budget... Small cast, too. Yeah, small <laughs> cast, but a good cast for this type of creature feature movie. Usually they don't get this No, Elaine was like, cast. there's only ten people in this movie. Like, all of them. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was, You know when you're looking on your phone at IMDb and you mm-hmm. scroll across and then it's like, see more. See more. It's just the same people vertically instead of across. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no more. Well, there is it took more. place on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't on the boat. I'm on a boat. Weren't in the movie. I got my flippy floppies. Nobody was wearing flippy floppies in this jungle. <laughs> they weren't flipping burgers. Or... All right, but I was surprised that the, uh, well, I mean, I, I guess it's because you're in a jungle. You have to just suck it up. But the uh, willingness to just jump in this fucking lagoon at any point. They will all just jump in. I'm like, fuck that noise. Mm. Well, this was directed by Luis. Directed. <laughs> by Luis. Uh, I'm going to say that his name is probably pronounced Yosla because it has the double L. Mm-hmm. Yad. Yad Yosla, because the double L is pronounced like a Y. He also directed The Specialist. Hmm. Oh, who's in that? <laughs> Stallone. Oh. <laughs> Maybe someone and will then, do that on the podcast. I like that movie. If it I had, right. That was when he was the bomb guy? Yeah, and he has like booby traps and shit. Yeah, it was um, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Yeah, I always okay. get that one in Assassins mixed up with yeah, Ben yeah. I think that one was better. Assassins? Yeah. Was mm-hmm. it? I don't know. They came I, out like in consecutive years. Yeah. I don't think I've seen, I don't remember the specialist at all, but I've seen assassins more than once. Uh, well, maybe we'll do assassins on a podcast or a specialist on the podcast. Well. Whose pick is next? Yours. I hope you picked a movie. I did not. Because we have not discussed it. <laughs> for, yeah, I feel bad, but for a second I was like, it's not me, is it? <laughs> no, it's John. I did Goes not. Elaine, then John, then Tony, then Carl. I, I never remember. You for have some... a fucking list, dude. I know, but I've changed it now. And his yes. next pick is his birthday pick. Oh, that's right. I haven't. And he has picked it. Wow. 
All right. Your next pick is your birthday. He's down to two or three or four. He's down to clown? 10,000. You don't... Okay, so this this had three credited writers, Hans Bauer, Jim Cash... Hans Gruber. Sorry. And Jack Epps Jr. Now, all three of these writing... This writing trio was so good that they brought them back for Anaconda, The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Oh. But... uh, How many of these were there? I think there's four. Wow. I want to say, I don't, I didn't look it up, but I kind of feel like there's four. There's at least three. But anywho, so Hans J-Lo Bauer. Did not make the sequels. <clears throat> so Hans Bauer, he also did uh, the screenplay for Titan AE, which is a really good animated movie, and uh, Komodo, which seems like it's a similar film about a Komodo dragon, which I sort of have interest in. If you can't tell then, by the smile on her face as she you know, reads about And then the it. other two... We both two, know a guy that that's his job. He takes care of the Komodo dragons at the zoo. Really? Yeah, yep. we refer to him as the dragon. Yeah, because that's it's, his job. And he's like, he no, you don't do, don't ever turn your back on. No. If you saw him, you wouldn't think that he's that awesome and... Like, his job. Keep, when I see him every once in a while, he'll be like, check this out. Like, he's feeding a Komodo dragon like a chicken or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm. It just seems like you're run-of-the-mill early like 30s work white dude. By a baby today. Yeah, he might die. There is four Anacondas movies. right. And a Lake Placid versus Anaconda movie. Interesting. Um, so Jim Cash and Jake Epps Jr., the other two writers on this, have written a slew of movies together, incur- including Dick Tracy, which... Ooh. May come up on the podcast because I like that movie. I'm not doing that. <clears throat> Turner and Hooch, Ooh. The Secret of My movie. Success. Like that movie. That's a great movie. With and Michael Top Fox. Gun. Wow. The original did not seem to return for the sequel. Nah. Um, I'm sure Tom Cruise took over that too. The actors that star in this opus are John Boyd as Paul Sarone. He won a Stinker Award for this role for the most annoying fake accent. <laughs> I thought he was trying to be the godfather in this. Also, no. <laughs> also he was uh, wonderful in National Treasure, Laura Croft, The Tomb Raider, and the original Mission Impossible. I do which, like his work on what? making Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Good job. Well, he was, qualifies. He was in the original Mission Impossible or the first Mission Impossible Tom Cruise movie, and that's a really good movie, and I kind of really want to watch it since I looking at this IMDb. <laughs> it's also okay. So next we have Jennifer Lawrence or Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Was Jennifer like Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. J Lo, not J Law. Who is Doctor? Who is Terry Flores? And she was fantastic in many things, um, such as The Wedding Planner, Selena. The Money Train with who? Wesley Snipes. And Woody Harrelson. That's the third movie they did together. Um, and the other two. I don't care. Out, and Out of Sight, which is another movie that John wa- used to watch all the fucking time. Right? Oh, with George Clooney. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I was Clooney. thinking of um, Val Kilmer. No, Out of Sight, she's a, uh, she's a U.S. Marshal, and George Clooney is like some a sort criminal. of thief or, of something that criminal. keeps escaping prison, and she... Goes to retrieve him, and they have What's they the fall in love. Doesn't always escape. What's the one with Val Kilmer where he's blind? Huh? I don't gets, know. And he gets his eyes back. Or wow! Ninety-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, out of sight. Uh, well, wow! Pretty good. Because I'm trying to figure out what movie to do next. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. oh, let me check that out. Whoa! Well, let me give you some more. I thought you were doing Dragnet. I don't know. I can't find my copy. He still he still got his own restriction. Yeah, he said he. I think he's gonna make us wait till like July. Good lord. All right. Um. Or June. I also don't know where my copy of that. <coughs> is, so I'd have to buy it. Okay. Next up, Eric Stoltz, 
plays Dr. Welcome Stephen Kale. Welcome back from the podcast from Prophecy. the Prophecy. And, and of course, fiction, but he, we didn't, we didn't do yet. that. But of yet. course, he was great in Pulp Fiction. And he was in The Butterfly Effect, which is the only movie Elaine can ever picture yeah. him in after seeing that horrific... He was also the second good. actor. Wasn't he a pedophile in that? Yes, yes, Elaine can't. I can't deal with it. It's all I can see when I see him. I have such a hard time. Mm. And he's such a good actor and yeah. been in so many things, but it's ruined him for me Go forever. on YouTube and look for the Eric Stoltz scenes of Back to the Future. Cause he, I they yeah, was, I saw it. I don't care. And yeah. it's, thanks. <laughs> but it's really interesting how different he plays the yeah. character of Marnie. All right. Uh, then we have Ice Cube playing Danny. He won a Deaf Movie Award for Best Black Survivor in a Movie. <laughs> that's, a, that's a category. It was Apparently in it 1997. I, don't, I yeah. did not look Deep it up. Deep Blue LL Cool J. Came out in 99. I looked. Okay. <laughs> I did not look and see what see, the other nominees were. See, that's the whole were. Black Guys Die First thing because there's two on our podcast now. Spoilers, by the way. Ice Cube Lips. Um, th- if you want to hear... Well, I just said he's Best Black Survivor in a Movie. I know. You ruined it. <laughs> All right, he's also great in Friday. Um, I loved him in Barbershop, which I don't think anybody else saw. That's um, 21 Jump Street, and of course, Boys in the Hood. No, what else you missed was Triple um, X State of the Union. I didn't miss that. <laughs> I deliberately skipped it. And he was also in Triple X 3, The Return of Xander Cage. Deliberately skipped that one as well. Like all like they good movie up, we a fourth, But those two teaming up, and I really hope they don't. All right, so the. Because that movie is dog trash. We also have Jonathan Hyde, who plays uh, Warren Westridge. He was in Jumanji and The Mummy. Uh, we have Owen Wilson, the butterscotch stallion himself, playing Gary, and he was uh, fantastic in Zoolander and wow. many others. The butterscotch oh stallion himself. Wow. We have, Tony and I were watching the movie, and he kept doing that. <laughs> we have the wonderful Danny Trejo, who, but welcome back to the podcast, from, from Dust Till Dawn and yeah. Desperado. From, and, you know, that then movie, the guy. The other... The other My two definitely. actors in this movie are Carrie Waller, who played Denise, and Vincent Castellanos, who plays Mateo. There's one more. Carrie Wurr. Whatever. There's one more person who's in this movie. He's not acting as himself, but he is the voice of the snake, Frank Welker. Welcome back to the podcast from Cannonball Run 2, Gremlins, Stargate, Deep Blue Sea, Godzilla, and Transformers the movie. And Tangrel. So that makes him oh, tied for number one. Well, oh, he's shit. I missed oh, it. Now Tank he's girl. been in seven, and this is number eight. So well, he's gonna have to take he is t- take Walker down. One. Well, so he's also in Gremlins. We said Gremlins. I said yeah. Gremlins. I so much for for Dragnet being the movie that I pick. No, it doesn't <laughs> it has qualify. Has to be a specialist or. Uh, <laughs> All right. What else has he done? Oscar. Well, let's Oscar. talk a little bit more about the movie that What's I picked. Um, get Carter. Get Carter. Ooh, get Carter. That can't be appreciated. Look that up, America. That, that can't be. I was about well, to say, why don't your phone? I look that we're using it to record. <laughs> uh, John, why don't you tell everybody what you thought about this movie while I look up Get Carter? Oh, I thought Anaconda. That's the movie with J-Lo and Ice Cube and John Voight in that terrible accent. Mm-hmm. Well, Get Carter has a Metacritic score of 24. Sold American. So that there we go. Uh, Tony, what do you think? I was like, I have not seen this movie in at least a decade. So let's check this out again. I remember seeing, I think I saw it in the theater and was like, meh, good monster movie. Right. Carly? I also think I saw this in the theater and have not seen it since. That rare Carly appearance I in the movie. I know, especially for weird. the 90s. <laughs> Carly in a movie theater. Who tricked you into going Bigfoot. there? <laughs> no, there was a time period where my mom and her best friend, who had three sons, would meet for lunch and make us all go see a movie that 
we didn't really have much say in. So <laughs> whatever was playing that we could all relatively agree on. Because all right, well. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater. Um, let's talk about what some other people thought about this movie. <laughs> See, I had everything open and then John was playing with my phone and now I closed everything out. All right, so. <clears throat> Rick Sayet. I'll be right back. Gave it a... What? Okay, keep going. <laughs> gave it a 10 out of 10. The only best movie about a snake. And he says, <laughs> ignore the critics and just enjoy the movie. Believe me, this one is more better than any other movie about a snake. Ooh, it's hmm. more better. More better. Um, in contrast... Uh, Deb58 gives it 1 out of 10 and says, sucks. Wow. <laughs> this is not a good movie. A laughable point is John Boyd's strange accent. If you can figure out what, where he's supposed to be from, please let me know. <laughs> I think Eric Stoltz did the right thing by going into a coma early through the movie and coming out of it towards the end. Wow. I'm sure that many guys will enjoy the Jennifer Lopez element of the movie, though. It wasn't like, I don't know. I mean, if you really want to just stare at J-Lo, there were so many... Easier way to do that. Really? Especially in the late videos. 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, turn on MTV at any point. She was wearing skimpy clothes and dancing I think the point years. was that this person thought that could be the only bo- enjoyable part of this movie. Uh, you missed J-Lo? the good review because you left the room. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. <clears throat> I'm still, All I'm right. still Jenny from the pop. That's right. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay, how, what time is it? 13 minutes. All right. 46, 47, We're going to see. This is a very short movie, so we're going to see how long this episode is. <laughs> well, I picked my episode. All right. We get opening credits. Up. We get some soothing flute music. Ooh, I love the flute. And some Amazon River Basin views. And this is like the river, not the store. It was very long as far as an opening credit scene go for movies nowadays. It was just mm-hmm. the fucking river and actual credits. <laughs> it's... <coughs> Oh my God, John, are you okay? Found that hard to swallow. Hmm. I know it's unusual for credits to be this long and for nothing to happen in them. <laughs> then we get jungle drums and the camera approaches a boat. This is where we uh, we get our Danny Trejo scene. This man is he's calling for help on the radio and as and he's calling for help and the music gets way more dramatic. And we see monkeys in cages start going crazy. And you, something is hitting the boat, and he's calling for help, and he's calling for help, and then something like breaks through the bottom of the boat. We don't see what it is. And he climbs to the top of the mat, like he has boarded himself in the bottom of the boat. He unboards it, goes out on deck, and climbs to the top of the mask, and he takes a gun, and then you can see he's just completely terrified and kills himself. It reminded me of in Predator when Billy pulled out the knife. And then we get the Anaconda title. So obviously he's afraid of a big bad snake that well, who, broke through I'm the sorry. fucking bottom of his boat. Yeah. I'm sorry, are you not afraid of the big bad snake? <laughs> I'm not on the Amazon. So, no. If there was, if you were on the Amazon, would you not be afraid of the big bad snake? I'm in general not afraid of snakes. I don't necessarily no, no, have this a problem with snakes. So. <laughs> you say that like, oh, it's a little snake. This is, like this Godzilla would go, shit! <laughs> I, I don't know. I generally don't have a problem with snakes, so I don't know that I, I would a problem, have a problem. With, I mean, this isn't real, though. This is, wait, wait, this isn't a documentary? No, this is, this is <laughs> why this... on the J-Lo and Ice Cube into the Amazon <laughs> with Eric Stoltz? No, this is not a... 
This is not a... Based tr- on a true story. No. <laughs> kind of. No. Like Flash Gordon. No, sir. At the end, J-Lo looks at the camera and goes, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I like how you put my pop socket on your glass so that you have a little handle. It helps. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> then we get a little, little thing that says on the screen that says we're in the Aru Jungle Hotel in Brazil, deep in the Amazon. Deep in the Amazon. Deep. We see J-Lo, Terry. She's at the computer. She hears a noise. Stop looking around. But uh, <laughs> it seems to be nothing. She, I love how when Elaine does these, she acts I know. If we ever turned this into a YouTube thing, she would uh, definitely add to every yeah, episode she's Yeah, because like, she looks around. And Elaine she is looking around at the same room she's been in all day. <laughs> well, you in wonder. Know. She sprinkles fairy dust. Mm. We get a <laughs> knock on the door. It's Dr. Stephen Kale. It Kale. opens. <laughs> <laughs> he comes Here come in. the horses. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in to discuss uh, some ch- the tribe that they're looking for, and they just dis- we get some looking more for the tribe exposition background that seems to be she's directing a documentary for him, and we get the idea that maybe they've dated in the past. I don't know about that. They've definitely done the. Hibbity dibbity. Mm-hmm. Definitely had to snake. So they're looking for they're looking for like this tribe that that no one's ever been able to find. The Shuri, the Ghost Shimmy Tribe. Shimmy that's it. I wrote that down too. I did too. I guessed it how it was spelled. I did it phonetically. Oh, I did I'm too. sure that is not how it. you spell Shimmy Shuri. I think I wrote Shiri Shama. <laughs> or it might be Shir- Shimmy Shama. Shimmy Shuri could be something else. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Um, also. Westridge, his name changes like 50 times in my notes. Yeah. Didn't you like Westerwald at some point? <laughs> so anything that comes close to that, anything with the yeah, W, that's who she should right. think of the gist. But so, we, you know, she's a documentary director and he's the, the scientist that's going to find this tribe. The chimichangas. The next day, the Michaela One arrives, the boat, and uh, we kind of see our whole crew as they load on the boat. We get Terry and Danny, Ice Cube. They get a chat. We find out he's his cameraman. He asks if this is professional, you know, if this is going to be professional with her and Kale's previous relationship. And she's like, look, it's just a job. We're just going to do it. He's like, yeah, right. We (laughs) see Dr. Kale and Mateo, their guide, I guess, boat captain, discuss the route they're going to take. We see West Ridge arrive. He's the talent. He's douchey to the rest of the crew, asking them to carry his bags and stuff like this. And the girl who, um, who broke he's up. He's going to be Donna that dude in the like, documentary that's like, today we're on the river. <laughs> yes, he's our Richard Attenborough, if you will. Um, he was we, the bad guy in Jumanji. We get yeah, he was. introduced to the rest of the crew. We so, get so. Denise, the production manager, and Gary, the sound guy. Gary's Owen Wilson and Denise is the other lady that's in this movie. I like how Owen Wilson was like the sound guy, this minor character. And like right after this, he became a very big actor. Yeah, he was they one of... They all got bigger than this pretty much. Yeah. Well, not well except for... <laughs> well, she got less than this, but everyone else got pretty big. Well, this was right after Selena for J-Lo. So she was still pretty much unknown as she an actress. She was on her way up, yeah. though. And Ice Cube, this was still very early in his acting career. He was still career. that rapper who's trying to act. Yep. Is this and, before Friday? Um, um, I don't no, no. This was uh, after Friday. Definitely okay. was after Friday. This is Friday after next. Could have been a couple <laughs> Fridays. Let's see. This was a Friday back in November. <laughs> and then uh, Friday it, came out in '95. I just said that. Okay. 
Eric Stoltz just seems like he's one of those guys that he's just habitually never, in the middle. <laughs> yeah, he can never quite he get his like he gets quite a few acting credits. He was in yeah. a lot of movies and he's done a lot of TV, but like he's steady working but nothing big. Yeah, he never can get that role that just yeah. blows him up. But I probably I bet he's probably, you know, no, he's, from if the you look, he's been acting steady since yeah. the 80s, so I'm, I'm sure he's, he's okay. He seems to be doing fine. But if you look at the movies where like through his IMDb when I'm scrolling through to see if he's in anything else, the movies where he's like on the poster, there's shit I never heard of. So like when he gets the opportunity to star and stuff, he's never really. They're not like big. I don't well, know. Well, probably because he doesn't have soul. Well, I'm just saying. That's how many movies have you ever thought from of that, that movie that we did? Lead that was a red prophecy. Dead. Yes. Well, it's because he's an angel, and only humans have souls. Yeah. <laughs> um. And you were born. All right. Shh. <laughs> no, stop. Christopher Walken. I know. It's a great one of the reviews I read said that they thought that John Voight was trying to do a bad Christopher Walken impression. Which I don't think so. I said he sounded like the Godfather. Well, what did he say? His character at one point says he's, I think, from El Salvador or something, and it's like, wait, what now? I know. I was like, that's not true at all. He should have said, like, Spain or something. Um,. Or he could have said, I mean, I guess from he, I guess another he, place. I guess he could be from anywhere. From he could Streets be born of Fire, maybe? Another time. Another, another time, place. another place. But, like, Owen Wilson, this was very early probably. in his career, and yeah. it's not even until the last 10 years where he's become, like, a, an actor. Wedding like, Crashers. And but, like, he's been doing more, like, uh, indie. Zoolander. Yeah. Well, no, he did, like, Wedding Crashers, and those were. The intern. But those were like funny movies. But he's done like more serious, serious stuff. He did behind enemy lines back in the yeah. late nineties, early two thousands. Mm. But he's like he's become a more credible actor within yeah. the last ten years, and this was way before that. Stealth. Everybody loves was stealth. stealth. Yeah, it was yes. terrible. Jessica Beals is in stealth, That's and Jamie. Why Fox. I watched it? <laughs> I was trying to figure out how he was in that. He wasn't he in stealth. No, that was um, there are three pilots for Jamie Fox, some dude. And, and Jessica, Jessica Beale. It was oh. not the Butterscotch Stallion. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, so... Um, the reason we call them the Butterscotch Stallion, folks, is because there was a thing. Uh, it was one of those radio quizzes or whatever, and it was... This actor's known as the Butterscotch Stallion. Matthew McConaughey... Was it... Was it a radio quiz? Or uh, was it, it like on Ellen or a Jimmy <laughs> it, Fallon it, it thing? Does, see, that's irrelevant. That's like a moot point. But two of the actors was one was Owen Wilson and one was Matthew McConaughey and there's a couple others and me and Lane were both like oh yeah it's Matthew McConaughey and they're like Owen Wilson and we're like really <laughs> I would not, I would not have called him the Butterscotch Stallion so I mean he definitely then, is but he is now the Butterscotch Stallion apparently he always was Shanghai Noon Meet the Parents Hall Pass he's in a lot of yeah, little a lot roles. of stuff with Ben Stiller yeah, yeah. all right so. Um, Hall pass was stupid. We've met everybody, so now we're on our way. Our voyage has begun. We get voiceovers Stop. from Westridge as part of the documentary. We're the the it is Shimmy Shaman. We're searching for the Shimmy Shaman tribe. Okay, Josh Lucas. I'm Boom. sorry, it was Josh Lucas. Not <laughs> he does. What guy, else was Josh? State. Look, what else was Josh Lucas in? Uh, he does. I'm not oh. sure if it's Allstate or Progressive or one of those um, car insurance things. He's the voice for, actor for him. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That's intriguing. It's not progressive because that's that's. <laughs> oh no! I scrolled through eight of his movies and I haven't seen any of them. So anything look good? Hold on. We'll oh get there. wait, Poseidon. He was in the Lincoln Lawyer. Is that the remake of the Poseidon? Adventure? He was in Sweet Home Alabama. I'm like that dude looks familiar. Oh, he was in the Shitty Hulk movie. <laughs> he was in Stealth. <laughs> yeah, right, and anyways. you said you loved him, and you thought he was Owen Wilson. Okay, come on. Session nine. 
Oh. Welcome back to the podcast. He was in session nine? <laughs> Apparently. All right. Good God, which one was he? Uh, he was in session eight. Oh, he was probably the one listening oh, to the tapes. Oh, yeah. He, he was the one that was hanging out with the one that was listening to the tapes. Oh, Remember? God. He was the shitty one that gets his gets his shit stuck in his eye. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, I remember the about the Oreos. Oreos. God, that, I Oreos forgot and about roses. that. Okay. Sorry. <clears throat> that movie is really upsetting. Thanks for bringing that no raging back. <laughs> you know what else? We talk about Simon. If you want to hear about what a I movie that was upsetting Jack Frost too. Do you want to hear about a movie that really upset Elaine for no reason at all? Please go listen to our episode about Session Nine. And don't stop when we're done. You have to listen to Tony's last song. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that might have been my favorite part of that episode. That <laughs> we totally creeped me the fuck out all over again. <laughs> All right, go Man, ahead. That movie was so upsetting. Well, let's not All stop right. talking about it. Well, I did. I rent, I lent it to a friend of mine mm-hmm. who's uh, into like she's like a, a former nurse into psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Like that. I was like, we should watch this. It's like a it's like a psychological thriller. She's like, okay, and she's like a really nice, sweet lady. And then and then I asked her. I was like, did you watch it? She goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay. And I'm texting her. I'm like, well, what'd you think? She goes. We'll talk about it next time I see you. One <laughs> in your writers, Marilyn. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. She was so funny. She also unfriended Tony. Yeah. <laughs> she recommended him to a psychiatrist she knew. Um, all right, so there's a storm, and then they pass another boat. We it's got see John Boyd. it. Oh, we see a sinking. man. He's trapped on this boat. The boat. His boat's trapped hey, in tree roots. Hey, don't all there. Come on over here, help me. And um, Come on, help Kakarocha. me. They go to help him because they're good people. We got a daughter. And here. it's it's Paul Cerrone, John Voigt, with the terrible accent. What are you talking about? That's a great accent. Um, <laughs> they tell him they can't go back to Manaus, and he says that's fine. You can just drop drop me off at the next village, and they're like, okay. You drop me off at the next village. So the He's next got friends everywhere. I got friends all over the place. Please stop that. You don't like the accent? Is it close? No, it's though? very offensive. How's it offensive? That's how John Voight sounds. It's very offensive. <laughs> everything about his accent is offensive. I'm not doing everything a person about, about John Voight's offensive. I'm doing a white person, John Voight. <laughs> is he not? Okay. No, the the way you're doing that accent is offensive. That's how John Voight sounds. It's offensive to That's the ears. That Please doesn't stop. make it okay. Everybody agrees that his voice is Todd? No, I want you not to do voices. I want you to just let me get through this movie. Well, then you probably stop talking about side things so much. I'm trying to talk about the movie, and you keep and interrupting she's me. Still talking about other things. All right. So, Paul. So the next day, Paul catches a fish very impressively. And he Sweet tells fishes. them his backstory, how he's a hunter that catches snakes for snakeskins, mm-hmm. and they ask if he's a poacher, and he's like, "No, poachers uh, that poachers go to jail. I'm not a poacher." Which it seems like he's. I don't know what. I don't know what kind of snakes he would be poaching. Mm-hmm. It seems like in Brazil, you they hunt for snakes. Like well, that there seems might like be, per- there's probably. There's probably rules like you have to be under this weight. They have to be males, or you know. I don't know. Shit. It seems like from how do you tell a male snake from a female snake? You check snake his balls. peen too. <laughs> you check to see if he's got a peen too. They're supposed to be like little heat bumps or something towards their cloaca. <laughs> God, why do you know that? Are you writing a book? No, I, I only know that because we. I have a gecko, and I was like, and somebody asked me, "How do you know if it's a boy or girl?" And I was like, "I don't know." And I looked it up. Crocodile Dundee told him. And they tell him how they're looking for the people of the mist. And uh, he says that uh, he's seen them. 
And uh, since he saved their li- since they saved his life, he'll show them where he saw them. And uh, they're very interested in the fact that he has seen them because nobody has seen them. They don't even know if they exist. Which, if you don't know they exist, why are you looking for them? <laughs> but you know, he's because so, if they can be the first people to find them, they can make some money. I don't, exploiting them. <laughs> I don't think that they're. I don't think that this is the kind of documentary that's. I think they're actually in it for research at this point. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just makes me think of that story, that news story a while back where the guy was like real religious and he was trying to reach that one tribe that had never talked to anybody before. And they're like, you're not allowed to go to this island and talk to him. He goes, well, I have to because I have to talk to them about God or whatever. They're like, well, you can't go. He's like, well, I'm going. And they killed him. (laughs) And they were like, shit. And then they were all worried because they wanted to get his body and all of his shit off the island Mm -hmm. without... Because they may have germs that might kill a whole the whole nation mm. of them or whatever, but they couldn't go on the island, so it was really a weird situation. Well, that evening, Doctor Kale and Ter- Doctor Kale and Terry flirt via uh, fireflies. Mm. It's beautiful, and uh, they make out of it, and this is the confirmation that they did indeed used to date. Um, in in the jungle, we see a giant anaconda eat a jaguar. It <laughs> is upsetting. In the trivia, I read that for every, what was it, every minute of, every, every second every second of CGI, it cost $100,000. Yes. Somebody made some bank. It's terrible CGI, too. Oh, yeah, it's, it's bad. so bad. <laughs> well, Jurassic Park came out the same year, didn't it? They also had a mechanical snake. No, Jurassic Park came which, out in 93. What is this, 97? 99. This no, is this 90. is 97. Okay. I get pissed off. This deep blue sea was ninety nine, and I looked it up. Talked about. I was curious how much later it was. All right. So either. All right. So the crew isn't really getting along very well, but um, they're kind of they're kind of bored. But Paul says they're getting close, and they see this snake totem. So this wooden or this stone carving of a man being. Surrounded by a snake. And Paul says that it's um, a Shimishama <coughs> totem and that they worship giant snakes, the anaconda. Mm-hmm. And he tells them a legend about a special lake guarded by warrior snakes. And past the guardians, you find a giant wall. And after five days, you find the head of a giant, of a giant snake. And Dr. Kale says, yeah, I've heard that story before, but it's not the Shimishama. And it's the blah, blah. And he's and Paul's like, no, it's the Shimishana. And then they he's talk like, about but it's also the Smurfers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they they talk about the route that they're gonna go. And Paul says you should go up this way because this is where I saw the Shimishana. And they're like, well, no, this is the way we're gonna go because this is the way we have mapped out. Mm-hmm. And um, they think maybe Paul is full of shit. And they go the way that Dr. Kale and Mateo had already decided. That night, Gary and Denise go into the jungle to record wild sound sound for the documentary to get the jungle noises and stuff like that. It's very cool. And this apparently turns Denise on. Like the heat and the noise and she's all... She she wants to get some hibbity dibbity. Now I would not undress in the jungle because bugs. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. But we've all seen at least one episode of Naked and Afraid. <laughs> but they start to get super horny 
And it looks like we're going to get a little something-something in the jungle. Get, they got jungle fever. Mm. But we knew that Owen Wilson's character already had because he said something to her on the boat. Yes, about how the heat makes him really horny. Um, makes his heat bump swell just above the cloaca. <laughs> but then all of a sudden everything gets quiet. And they're like, what? What is that? And then we see something come at them. We don't see what it is. If, but you assume it's the snake because it's a scary movie about snakes. Yes. And then you see Paul, and Paul shoots something. And the crew on the boat turn the lights on, and they're like, what was that? What was that? And then Denise and Gary and Paul come out of the woods, and Paul has shot a, war, a wild boar that almost attacked Gary and Denise. And he's like, you got to be careful because the tusks could gore you. Gory. and you, tear your eye out. He's very graphic and upsetting. Mm-hmm. Paul is. Um, but, uh, and then Dr. Kale's like, nobody goes off the boat at night anymore. Which, that should have already been a rule. Yeah, it's yes. basic uh, I mean, nobody's safety. going in the jungle in the dark. And I don't even think anybody should go in the jungle during the day. Let's yeah, be ever. <laughs> Especially not these folks. But whatever. Paul and Mateo butcher up the boar. Thanking for everyone. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> The next thing I wrote in my notes is boat go along. <laughs> so the boat goes along and then um, the boat catches on something. The rope from like the, I don't even, so some sort of rope from the boat has fallen in the water and gotten wrapped around the propeller. Yeah. And um, Dr. Kale is going to go into the water to free it. And Terry's like, I don't know if you should. You should be careful. And he's like, there's stuff in that water. And he's like, I'm not afraid of anything except for, and he says, this fish that we've previously talked about. So welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, the fish is a welcome back to the podcast from our episode on the rundown, not this boy's peen too, about a a small catfish in the Amazon that swims up your pee and into your urethra. Which I I looked up. It happened once. And (laughs) ever. I gotta say, in this case, once is enough. No, I know. But they make it sound like it's basic safety, you know. But I also all the time. feel like they're on Mateo's boat. Mm-hmm. This is his boat. This is his life. This is his, mm-hmm. like, river. This is what he does. Why is he not the one that's going to go do this? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Paul says, I'll go. I, maybe I should go. It's dangerous. And Dr. Kell's like, no, I got this. And puts on his wetsuit. But, like, Paul was going to go. The dude I rescued in the storm that I don't know, sure, I'll send him in the water. Yeah. Also, Mateo, owner of the boat that has this rope that caused this problem in the first place. He's probably done this before, if it's a recurring problem. (laughs) Plus, this is the boat from Popeye, so. Well, Dr. Kale, (laughs) Kale says he's got it, and he gets in the water. He's got a wetsuit on. He's got, you know, his, I don't know. Face mask and. Everything. Everything. And he goes and he starts to unwind the thing. And then something happens to him. And they pull him out of the water. And, well, he, like, he comes up there like, oh, he's drowning, he's drowning. They dive and they get him. They pull him back into the boat. They take his mask off. And in his mouth is a giant poisonous wasp that somehow got in his Wet throat. Suit. <laughs> Wet suit. Got in his mouth. How to get yeah. in his fucking mouth. This is a question I have. How the fuck did this wasp get him? Well, it like, was a plant. <laughs> yeah, but, but yes, it how, doesn't really make how sense. How did this get him? 
Like, it would have made more sense if it was in the wetsuit. Mm-hmm. Was it in the scuba tank? And know. he just sucked it into his... Like, how I did he get so. in his mouth? <laughs> I have questions. I would like Paul to explain to me how he got this wasp <laughs> into Kale's mouth. Mm-hmm. But it's a poisonous wasp. It makes his throat swell up. He can't breathe, which he would have already drowned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Paul trakes him. And uh, he's unconscious. So Terry tells Mateo that they're going to have to double back and they're going to have to go back. And Paul says that it's going to add an extra two days to their journey. And they've already been out on the water for probably three or four days at this point. So we're thinking it's got to be at least a week to get back. And Stoltz needs to be at the hospital. Because they're fighting the current. So if they, they go back the way, the way they are, well, no, they'll come across if, a village faster. Well, he says that if you go back the way you came, because we're fighting the current, it's going to add two days. But if we go this other way, which is the route he suggested before, it's a shorter distance and it will cut off at least 50 miles. Mm. And they're like, hey, man, you said that's the way we should go before. And he's like, yeah, but it just because I suggested it before doesn't mean that this is not the faster route. They're very suspicious. But they don't feel like they have better information. Like, Mateo doesn't, isn't speaking up about which mm-hmm. route is better. So he seems willing to follow Paul. So they obviously don't know their ass from their elbow. Like, if Ice Cube mentions the fucking um, ghetto one more time, <laughs> he keeps talking about L.A. the whole time. Mm-hmm. So obviously whatever university Dr. Kale uh, works out of is L.A.-based or whatever because how else would he have met this documentary director and her crew they all seem to be from la Mm -hmm. but so they follow his his route and his route leads them to a wall which is really like a it's a dam it's been the river has been dammed up walled up so they can't get past and they're like fuck they're like was this here last time and he's like oh no this is new wasn't here last time and they're like (laughs) Giant you, I thought you said you had been this way. And he's like, yeah, this is new. But uh, we can blow it up. And he pulls out. Um, <laughs> lots. He pulls out a fucking bunch of dynamite. Lots of dynamite. And they're like, say what now? And Terry is like, you, I thought you knew this way, this way. But obviously you don't. And this must be here for a reason. So we definitely should not blow it up. But they kind of like. I don't, it's not like they outvote her, but they're like, whatever. And <laughs> she's like, but what about the reason the wall is here? We could flood a whole village. We could. Yeah, it's not like a bunch of beavers knocked these trees over or something. This is like <laughs> somebody made this. Yeah. But they kind of, they're, but they're like, well, what else do you want us to do? We, if we go back now, it's going to take even longer and Kale needs to be in a hospital. So they decide to blow it up. <laughs> so Paul and Gary get into the water which he needs help so hey gary you're my stooge Mm -hmm. and uh they get to the river or to sorry they get in the river and they swim or wade or whatever to the wall and then they climb up on the wall and gary's like there's something down there and paul's like um that's right there is and gary's like no i really mean it and paul's like "Uh yeah i really mean it too (laughs) like yep there definitely is stuff in there and it was not reassuring Gary at all because Paul's like, yep, you're right. There is definitely stuff in this river. But they set up the dynamite. They swim back to the boat and the, the wall blows and it showers the boat in snakes. 
Which is weird. Like, how many snakes are living in this wall? Thousands. Also, somehow, when they were climbing on the wall, Gary wasn't like, oh, shit, there's snakes everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) They were entrapped in the wall. We freed the snakes. It's a real Indiana Jones temple. It's a big old snake trap. (laughs) It's a real temple of doom moment here. Um, That's what the the wall was just made out of snakes. And so they're all covered in snakes and they're freaking out. And Paul's like, it's just babies. And puts them back in the water. They go back to their mama. (laughs) And um, Danny and Terry talk about their concerns about where Paul might be leading them. But this conversation amounts to nothing. They're just One of the snakes bites the narrator, dude. Yeah. He's like, oh, they're just little snakes. And then it just... (laughs) (laughs) And he's like screaming. And Paul's like, eh, I got this. And detaches it. It's foreshadowing. As they go along, Paul then spots a boat and is like, Mateo, stop, because Paul's in charge now. Yeah. They haven't fully admitted it, but Paul's definitely in charge. And Mateo is his bitch. Uh Uh-huh. And so he has Mateo stop, and they go to check it out. There might be fuel on that boat or something that we could use. Yes. So Paul and Mateo are like, we're going to go check it out. And Danny's like, well, I'm going to record this, so I'm coming too. Which, what would make me get in the river with a camera dude nothing. there's nothing there's just no way yeah could you not it was a pretty big camera yeah. could you not just stay and on the boat the water was pretty zoom in, zoom in. <laughs> how is it, it was mid 90s zoom wasn't what it is today. <laughs> how is it they don't have like a little raft a little blow up boat it's that they can take places to get to the I just don't understand but so they uh, get on the boat and we see Paul finds a picture on the boat of Paul Mateo and the dude who killed himself holding up the corpse of a snake. True. So they apparently, this is where we find out that the reason Mateo's been listening to everything Paul says is because Mateo and Paul have been together a while. Yeah. And that they knew the guy whose boat this was. And um, Paul finds a trunk full of question mark. What is that stuff? I don't know. Anybody tell me what's in that trunk? Did you recognize these items? No. Junk. Mystery stuff. But apparently it's really important because he takes this. He's like, he tells Danny, all right, I got what we need. Let's go. And Danny's like, what the fuck is that? And um, Mateo finds, on the other hand, the hole in the bottom of the boat. Mm. But uh, he, so they go back on deck and Danny and Paul bring the trunk back to the boat Mateo is on deck and slips and falls in the water. And he is then eaten by an anaconda. Upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) So Mateo doesn't come back. So Danny and Paul get to the thing and they're like, where's Mateo? And we're like, Mateo, Mateo, he doesn't come back. And Danny's like, I'll go back and get him. And they're like, aren't you going to go with him? And Paul's like, "Eh, maybe some other time. Paul's done. He's got his trunk. He's not getting back in that water. But uh, Danny goes and looks for him, and all he finds is his flashlight in some bushes, but he doesn't find Mateo at all. Or any pieces of him. Back on the boat, Paul unrolls a giant snake skin, which uh, was one of the things he had in the trunk. And uh, That and Marcellus Wallace sold. And he's like, Mateo's not coming back. The anaconda ate him. And they're like, say what now? Eric, Eric Stoll <laughs> sold him some heroin. Yeah. They show he shows them the snake skin and they're like, There's snakes out here this big and he's like, Ah, this one was this was like three or four years ago. It's much bigger now. <laughs> and he tells them about how the anaconda are perfect killing machines. 
And he says that something... Not the same thing I said about sharks. I was going to say, they say that in every movie. I want to see a movie where it's like, you know... It's this, a killing this, machine. This, this animal kind of sucks. This animal is the but fifth it's really big. most perfect. <laughs> it's just fifth from the bottom, but still pretty good. Let me see sheep. <laughs> you know, he's, it's very horrifying the way he describes anacondas the and how, they'll squeeze, how you get to hear your bones be crushed as it squeezes you alive. Hmm. Um, and he tells him something that as big as this captured a lot would be worth a lot of money. This is one of those things. Why would it be worth a lot of money? I imagine... Who's, Zoo, maybe? Yeah, but... I don't know. Zoos aren't, like... They don't really have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Zoo, Private you know. collector, I don't know. I don't know who would want a fucking... Yeah. Maybe snakeskin oh. boots or something? Yeah, but, but that would be dead. Need it alive. He wants it alive. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. Well, they if it's always... dead, though, it'll rot. Maybe if it's alive, you can take it to the processing but place. But whenever they're know. hunting these big animals, they're always like, well, you know what, something that a lot... You gotta get it alive because it'd be wor- way worth more alive. And you're like, why? Yeah. Who's paying this kind of money? I don't understand. Yeah. But um, but then again, this is his business, so maybe he knows people. I guess. Yeah. It's always like people were like in movies where people are like, "Yeah, I'll take a bag of diamonds." I'm like, what are you gonna do with a bag of diamonds? <laughs> do you know anybody that sells diamonds that that size for that much? You know, it's like it's that kind of stuff. Is it going to be suspicious about your yeah. bag of diamonds? <laughs> We're going to take those three gold bars. Uh, you know, I got a guy. Do you? Are you talking about Die Hard? I'm talking about all kinds of movies. When, it's always there's always Sam Jackson wanted to giant. Gold it is or, always or the giant, bag of diamonds or a giant painting. Like, where are you selling a giant paint? Where are you selling Rembrandt's blah blah blah? You know, in the black but market. Nobody's <laughs> gonna <laughs> figure out that yeah. you stole it. <laughs> well, if you wait long enough, you have deniability that you stole it. It's funny because really? yeah, we assume that there's some years, weird like, market out there for that, but guy. we don't know about <laughs> it. Got it from what guy? I don't know his name. But nine, nine years and <laughs> I don't know what the time frame is, but if you right. wait long enough, it's it's you have deniability that you stole it. Hmm. All right, but um, but yeah, Terry how do you says, move a bag of diamonds? I've never actually tried to sell a bag of diamonds. Do you hold them? You got them? I, I don't know. Where, where where do you sell them? The Diamond Depot. <laughs> we buy guns and diamonds. Right. You ever see those places? We buy gold. Yeah, I see. We There's buy gold. Got to be places that side sells. It's got to buy them. Yeah. Diamonds and giant snakes. All right, like so ju- Terry like a, says... A jeweler would probably be better. All right, this is a great tangent, but I'm going to cut it off right there. <laughs> cut Although this I up. do want to see giant snakes and diamonds. We buy giant snakes and diamonds. <laughs> a giant it's, snake and crusty diamonds. It should be diamonds direct and snakes. Well, right. you, see, so you see them says, on the way to North Carolina. Uh-huh. <laughs> you see them on North Carolina. What is it always like? Free fireworks? Tur- free turkey and fireworks or something? Or we'll skin your deer and fireworks or something? Giant snakes and diamonds. Jerky, yeah, and uh, fireworks. Uh, Terry says we don't know what happened to Mateo, and we're gonna stay here until morning. We'll search with the we'll put the searchlights on so he can find his way back because he's probably just lost. He got lost. Paul's like, no, no. <laughs> he got eight. He he knows his way around. He did not get lost. Yeah. But uh, they get so they wait up for a while. Nothing happens, and Gary and Denise go to bed. And uh, as they yeah. go to bed, um. Fucking Paul leers at them and is like, danger. Danger is exciting, eh, Gary? It's gross. And then Paul and Gary have a... And Gary's like, I'll be right with you, Denise. You go without me. And it looks like he's going to say something to Paul about being gross, but he doesn't. They just have a chat about how much... um, About how you could catch a snake and how much it might be worth. Could be a million, Gary. (laughs) Maybe. Could be. (laughs) 
<laughs> we buy snakes and dogs. But Gary seems stupid. <laughs> so he, it's not just because it's Owen Wilson. Huh? No, Gary seems like a dumbass. Wow. And he just seems like he's falling right under Paul's spell. I Maybe he's hypnotized by that accent. Um, or the promise of money. We get uh, the next day, Paul shoots a monkey for anaconda bait and they're like what are you doing and he's like you can't catch an anaconda without an anaconda without bait and paul tries to get a mutiny going and uh, gary he joins paul and he's like he thinks they should film paul catching the snake because they're pretty much the documentary is over at this point they probably should have printed out more flyers which (laughs) you know but they could at least catch this snake and salvage this trip Mm -hmm. all right and um and Gary's like, look, no, but none of us know anything about being out here, but Paul does, so we need to listen to him. And if we can catch a snake on the way, we should do that. And Danny's like, I'm throwing you off the boat. <laughs> and Paul then shoots a gun at him. Not like, you know, just to scare him. Just like next to him. Shoots it and, and it's like, eh, no, I'm in charge now. So uh, Paul takes over. So that night... Uh, Terry and Danny make eyes at each other. They're forming a mental plan. They got that special connection where Danny flashes a knife and they're going to take over and they're going to get, um, they're going to, they're going to take over. They're going to get, they're going to get the boat back. But just as they're about to make their move, Paul gets a bite. His monkey bait gets eaten. And everybody is like, holy shit, he got a bite. So this instantly distracts everybody. (laughs) And you see the snake. And everyone's terrified because that snake is huge, Mm -hmm. which is the only appropriate response. The snake is huge. I don't know if we know it at this point. It's gravity defined. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it obeys no laws. (laughs) Well, Paul shouts at them to help. So um, at this point, Westridge is driving the boat. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, how the actor knows how to drive a boat, we'll never know. Cause Why he do you say it like that? He may be the actor. only one of them that has a boat. That's <laughs> true. But you keep saying actor like she's the fucking the actor in, in Iron Man 3. It's because you recently watched Iron Man 3, and that's my favorite it was way. Christmas. Which was recent. <laughs> anywho, and, um, anywho, I'm going to posit that he has a boat. Yeah. So he knows how to drive a boat. Okay. But so the snake gets loose and then is apparently sentient and pissed. Because he then <laughs> attacks the boat. Which is what you don't want out of a giant snake. Sentient no. and pissed. No. Because well, he, he then, instead of swimming away, he fucking attacks the boat. And Denise is an idiot and falls in the water. Like every, every giant monster movie, the giant monster's like, yeah, I'm going to keep attacking people. And then Gary instantly Steve. jumps in the water to save her because they've been throwing him down and he's not going to let his lady die. That's right. But just as they get, they get back to the boat and they help Denise out of the water and just as they're about to get Gary out of the water, the fucking snake gets Gary. Wow. <laughs> and we're watching it and I said, oh, thank God you can stop doing that. <laughs> stop doing what? Wow. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't even register to me. Uh, the only reason it registered to me is because somebody did a stupid YouTube video where they changed all the lightsaber noises in Star Wars to wow. So it's like wow, 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 wow. It was an improvement, wasn't it? It was so dumb. 
But the way that he says wow doesn't even register to me. Like, I know it's an Owen Wilson <laughs> he thing did it and it the drives the whole time. But I, well, no, like Owen Wilson. I know that that's a thing that people talk about how he says wow, but it doesn't. I never register it. I Whenever I watch him, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't, like, it's one of those things I can't even register. <sighs> not on my radar well but terry grabs a gun and tries to shoot the snake to save gary but paul stops her he's like no i need it alive what it just ain't gary (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't give up and then paul douchely okay so denise is crying and paul says a prayer for gary like because he at one point he says his backstory is that he was going to be a priest and then he decided he didn't want to be a priest and then he travels around, and now he catches snakes. That's his backstory. He's originally from, like, El Salvador. He says something like that. Somewhere in Central America, and he's made his way down there. And um, they, at one point, they said something about him being a failed priest, and he's like, who said I failed? <laughs> like, he just changed his mind. He didn't fail. Um, but he says a prayer for Gary, and Denise says he brought the devil. And Paul's like, there's a devil inside us all. And he orders Westridge to clean up his gear. And Westridge is like, I'm not your fucking bitch. <laughs> and then Paul smacks him around a bit. And then he's like, okay, I am your bitch. And go- does what Paul says. So Paul tells them all what to do. And Danny keeps giving him the stink eye, but keeps backing down. Like, he'll be like, I'm doing what you say. And then Paul will say, I'm sorry, I misheard you. And Danny will just slink away. Mm-hmm. So Ice Cube, talking tough, but not walking the walk. That evening, we get a very long scene of Terry putting on lipstick, which gives her courage, I guess. (laughs) And she goes to talk to Paul. He's like in the boathouse, driving the boat. Because he has now officially taken over. over He's the captain of this vessel now. They're going to go where he says, and they're going to do what he wants. Yep. So, um... She, he's like locked himself in so they can't like attack him and she, he lets her in and he's like what do you want and she's like well I've been thinking about you cause he's been creepily and staring at her since yes. he got on the boat well I his only facial expression is creepy yeah <laughs> creepsicle just, just, just creepy I'm gonna call this he's like squinty and leery mm-hmm. it's just very he he's very creepy just in general um and uh, she awkwardly attempts to seduce him, which it's just upsetting to watch. Like, you would think that Jennifer Lopez would be better at seducing a man than this. She's a pretty girl. You'd think she would know some moves. She's still Jenny from the block. <laughs> but he doesn't fall for it. And he's like, do you think I'm stupid? And pulls a gun on Danny. But he doesn't know that Westridge is right behind him with a golf club and knocks him out. Because the three of them out. have plotted, have made this plan. Yes. They're going to take over. He was ready for Danny, but he didn't think that Westridge had the courage. But he clobbered him with a golf club. So, Terry finds the picture of him. She like goes through his stuff and finds the picture of him and Mateo and poor Danny Trejo. And says, it's all been a setup. Um, all from the beginning. He, you know, Mateo on the boat and him finding him was just, was a trap. And he's like, don't forget about the wasp. And she says, I can do what you, you know, what you do isn't too hard. I can trap a snake too. And he says, you're not going to survive without me. But they just tied him up. It's not like, um, um, Gwen needs to go to work. Tony, you have to go move your car. We're going to pause the movie. (laughs) We're going to pause the (laughs) bathroom break. All right. Welcome back. 
Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> the hell was that? And then that was um, being silly. But uh, he says they're not going to survive without him, which they just tied him up. It's not like they threw him off the fucking mm-hmm. boat to be snake bait. But everybody wants to. How was Boom in the car, Tony? Was it all right? Everything yeah, yeah. Okay. Everything went smoothly. <laughs> you went backwards and then forwards again? Yes. Wow. Impressive. That's way better Stressful. off than forwards and then backwards. Right. Because you yes. would have hit Gwen's car in that case. All right. So then we get a fun scene between West, West Ridge and Danny where he shows them how to drive the boat. And they reminisce about civilization because they're tired of being in the fucking jungle. Yep. Which I would have been fired t- fired of being in the jungle. They were <laughs> tired. Hard? Tired. It's very hard. The longer I talk, the worse it gets. Um, well, I've been breathing all day. I'm tired. We see some more totems in the jungle, mm-hmm. so we're no we're we know we're still in snake territory. And they come to a waterfall, and Danny's kind of a shitty boat driver because he runs them aground. Yep. And uh, they ain't got that shit in L.A. No. There's no sandbars in uh, in L.A. <laughs> isn't there a bunch of water there, though? Yeah. Danny, But Danny isn't driving boats in L.A. How do you know That's he didn't true. a boat captain in L.A.? Because he didn't know how to drive the boat, and Westridge had to show him. Different kind of boat. You're right. So then He's Danny said... Canoe rose. or kayak fishing. <laughs> oh, my God. Ice Cube does not have a kayak. <laughs> Ice Cube has one of those big yellow uh, tricycles. What are those things? Those big- <laughs> like a paddle? Yeah. One of the ones like at Bobolo? Yeah. You don't know what Bobolo is, but Audra does. Hi, Audra. Yeah, hi. And he sees the lights of the Goodyear blimp. Yes. You know what it says? Ice Cube's a pimp. In a kayak. (laughs) Uh, Did you just Google Ice Cube in a kayak? If I could spell kayak. Yeah. I bet his wife's made him try it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ice Cube fishing in a kayak. (laughs) There's pictures. It's real, real, folks. Look how happy Ice Cube is. It's real. Please Google Ice Cube in a kayak. Wow, that has to go on the... Fucking... He's He's having a great time. Because, hey, you know that gangster? (laughs) (laughs) Being a dad. He's having a great time fishing in a kayak, people. Please Google that if you're feeling bad. Um, So... Danny says they're going to have to winch themselves loose. And Terry's concerned that uh, they're going to have to get into that water. Yep. But um, they don't have a choice because the, either that or they just stay here and starve to death, I guess. Well, they probably wouldn't starve to death. There's fish. I'm curious. I don't know much but, about rivers because mm-hmm. I live here and we have the ocean. <laughs> yeah. That Do rivers, out. I mean, I know mm-hmm. they get higher when it rains. Mm-hmm. And we've seen at least one storm, and we know we're in the rainforest, so presumably it's going to rain. Uh, but I'm exist. wondering, are there t- part times of the day, like here, where it's well, just a little higher? Than are you asking other if there's times? tides in rivers? Yes. Some <laughs> rivers. How do you think about rivers? <laughs> the only time that there's like tidalness with rivers is when they are open to the ocean, and like pres- like Amanda's parents, they live on the river. But it's open to the ocean, and there so, are times of the day where there's no water in the back of their house, and well, there are other times of the day where there is. Grew up next to the ocean, but there's only <laughs> but there's only tides. Like it stays pretty where steady. Where we live, the rivers are affected by the tides, <laughs> but it's not in general. And I would this deep into the jungle, it would not be affected by the tides. However, it would be affected by know. rains and the daily water table. So if yeah, if we got if they're deep in the jungle. Know. 
If they got a big rainstorm, though, they could presumably. I will tell you behind that works. To go. So they can sit here and wait for a big storm, or they can try to rent wench themselves. Well, mo the Amazon in Brazil is in the middle of the fucking uh, country. It's not by the ocean, so therefore it would not be subjected to tides. I do know that. Yeah, that meth check out. However, I did Google it. It's quite. <laughs> well, Google's quite deep. No, the yeah. Amazon River. Yeah, it was, it was, weird. It was weird that they ran, ran aground. Well, there's. Yeah, how did, I, I don't think they're. they're I have to say, I don't think they're on the river proper. Right. They're on like a little tributary. Yes. Yeah, like a side quest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they rolled a nat one. They went on the snake quest and are not doing. They're on well. the eBay River. It's off the Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't get there. But fast. um. No. They don't have a choice because Dr. Kale still needs to get to a doctor. So they mm-hmm. got to get out of here. Um, so <laughs> Westridge says, last time I was in the water like this, I was up all night picking leeches off my scrotum. Yummy. Which, this is not his first foray into a Scrotums. jungle well, documentary. <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder if he is like his vo- if he's famous for his voiceover work. Because we don't really hear about his history. Yeah. What is Westridge's idea? But we've heard about his scrotum. Yes. Well, I, you know, everybody likes a good scrote chat. Uh, he could have just said picking leeches off myself, but <laughs> I don't know, or his bum. Well, Denise, at this point, they all get in the water. Try so, to get into your mouth. So Westridge takes a rope one way. Oh my God. I'm slow there. And I know. Westridge takes a rope one day, one way to put it around a tree to winch them off. And Danny and Terry take the other end because it takes two people for Danny and Terry. Yeah, Terry should have stayed on the boat. I thought that they were going to three different trees. And then it seemed like, why did two people go to one tree? Also, JLo's character does not need his help. (laughs) No. And he doesn't need JLo. It seems like (laughs) Terry should have stayed on the boat or Danny should have stayed on the boat. But they both went, but all three of them got off the boat so that Denise would have the opportunity to uh, murder Paul. Because she pulls a knife and she is going to kill him. And Paul's like, you should never look into the eyes of those you kill. They will haunt you forever, I know. So he's like, look. And she doesn't care. She goes to stab him. And his stunt double does the most amazing acrobatics you ever fucking saw in your life. And her karana's her. And then chokes her out, which you can't. That's not how those chokes work. <laughs> uh, with his legs. Let me tell you how physical. You can't just go from a seated position to six feet in the air either. <laughs> I, I just said his stunt double did something amazing. That if you're Black wasn't... Widow, fair enough, you could. And well, his... she's not, you know, let's, let's be fair. It's not even that. His hands are tied behind his back the whole time, attached to a pole. Mm-hmm. Also, like So he jumped way. straight up with his hands still attached to a pole. And, well, he kills her and pushes her body into the water. So then we see the anaconda. And she sinks like a brick. Yeah, she does. As if her pocket was full of lead. <laughs> it was full of gold. And diamonds. Maybe. <laughs> Blood diamonds. Nope. We see the snake we see the snakes coming for Danny and Terry. They swim for the boat and Wainwright decides to get the snake's attention to distract it, which is Wayne stupid. Ryan or Westridge. Westridge. See, I told you his name. <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> Westridge. Westridge. Wasn't Wainwright the guy from Heat? I don't know. All of a sudden he become Wainwright. Um, he Westridge. The, he was the bad guy, I guess, yeah. in Heat quotes. There's only like six people in this movie, and I'm you know still... You this is? 
I'm the still better at just the saying heat. their real names what? than their character names. <laughs> oh, <laughs> heat! But so he decided. Do heat by any any stretch of any imagination. What is it, what are you going to do it based on? The 99% likes or the 80 billion dollars that it made, <laughs> or the fact that it's my birthday? Oh, your birthday pick? Yes, yes. yes. What are we looking at? <laughs> all do right, heat. all right. So. Put that on your short list for movies you want to do for your birthday. Because that movie's amazing. Yes. So Chick Who Isn't J-Lo is Dale. All right, so (laughs) they climb. So Westridge has to climb the waterfall to get out of the... (laughs) He climbs up the cliff next to the waterfall to get away from the snake. When we get back to the boat... Which would be a good choice. Well, I would not. I would not think that's a good choice at all, by the way, because I know snakes can climb. But this snake doesn't even need anything to climb up, we discover. It could just float up there. Snake of Kinesis. But anyway, he's magical. And his he doesn't actually weigh anything. Um, but it's a basilisk. He's very CGI. No, so a basilisk. Basilisk from A basilisk. That too. Basilisk. It's a basilisk. It looks like one. We're quickly back on the boat. You need the Gryffindor. And we see that Paul has escaped. And we fight over the gun, and Danny gets stabbed in the leg. Nagini? And then we see... Mm -hmm. Look at me. Although that's not the basilisk that's in the chamber. No, but that's the giant snake that Voldemort has. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that's not a basilisk. Look at us knowing things about Harry Potter, right? right? We're cool as shit. (laughs) And... <laughs> and we the see that in the Chamber of Secrets is Voldemort. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, he's not no, the he's snake. Not. He's the actual the snake of Slytherin. The, the girl is, turns into the yes, snake. Yes, that's true. Yes. It's a Horcrux. It's the snake of Spoiler alert. But in Chamber of Secrets, the basilisk is the snake. Yes. yes. Which Voldemort snake. has let escape. Has Escaped. Loosed in the chamber. Loosened. Yes. Anyways, speaking of snakes, the anaconda then gets Morning Myrtle. Then gets Westridge. It's <laughs> the way you said it, anaconda. My my brain went. Don't want Buns Buns Hunt. <laughs> so the anaconda. My favorite character is from Mix a Lot, by the way. That's why it's stalking him because it does want <laughs> Buns. Buns. Oh, J Lo's got the best cakes on this uh, boat. Best okay. cakes on the boat. Anyways. Well, there's not a lot of competition. The other girl got thrown off the side. We go back to Westridge, and we see that the anaconda is now up in a tree next to the waterfall, and it goes, and it gets him. It snatches him up. It's very cool. But um, Wainwright and the anaconda are too heavy for this. Sorry, Westridge. (laughs) Westinghouse. Westminster Abbey. Are too heavy for this um, tree. So it Wayne breaks Banner. and it falls on the boat. Well, to be fair, the snake has like eight people in it. Somehow, <laughs> it's heavy. It knocks the boat of the same. Well, okay, <laughs> it knocks Danny and Terry off, but because well, because it knocked the when the tree fell on it, all the weight knocked the boat off the sandbar because it was only just lodged. It just lodged, <laughs> just needed a nudge. Oh, it's a, a little tap tap. It's a beach. <laughs> so. Did you put your ring in the cup? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so I need a sound effect for the <laughs> Terry and Danny, which got knocked in the water, they're swimming back to the boat. 
And Danny gets caught in some brush under the water. Some seaweed, if you will. It's not seaweed, but some, <laughs> some river, river weed. Some plants. And just as he gets back to the boat, the anaconda is coming, and Terry is screaming, it's coming, it's coming, it's going to get you. Just as he gets back to the boat, Denise's body pops up, which, like, right between him and the boat, which is upsetting. Mm-hmm. But this allows the anaconda to get him. And Terry gets the gun and then shoots it in the head and saves Danny. This is an amazing shot that Terry was able to shoot this anaconda like right in the fucking eye and its head explodes. It's gross. And Paul appears at this point and is super pissed. You killed my snake. And he wrestles the gun away from Terry. He wanted that snake a lot. By the way, I'm with you. Take the dead snake. You can sell the skin. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of fucking skin. There, there's a lot of boots to be had here. A lot of person. meat. You know, that's what, true. You know what Tom Hanks would have said in Dragnet? Anybody want some boots? Is <laughs> but you'll Anaconda never know that. We're eating? not doing it. We don't know. I don't know. I'm not cutting it open with all my friends in them, though. All right. So he points the gun at Danny, and he's like, he says, "Get over here," or something. That that was Scorpion. And then out of nowhere, Doctor Kale appears. And fucking hits Paul in the back with a giant tranquilizer here. dart. Uh-huh. All I right. love how she but tried to commit to that. She goes, because she didn't see it, but she did this thing with her face. And she, she held the gun and she goes, he says this or something. <laughs> <laughs> she did the finger guns. <laughs> oh. What are you drinking over there? Water. You should probably I had switch. a cup of She's coffee. She's drinking acting juice. <laughs> you should probably switch it up. Look, I had a cup of coffee and it perked me right up and now I'm on my second drink which is a glass of water you should have one of these they're helping <laughs> okay so um the trank is immediately starts to work and paul falls in the water but this is all the energy that kale had because terry gently puts him back in bed he apparently was like he's not conscious he was kind of sleepwalking. I guess he's sleep tranking. <laughs> he still seems to be in his coma. Or this was all the energy he had. Well, he does a lot. And of now heroin, he's in so. a new coma. <laughs> and now he's in a second coma. But again, the tree I mean, knocked Judy the boat loose. So Danny's so like, "Let's get us out of here." She the one with all the shit in her face. <laughs> but there's my wife. Pulp <laughs> fiction. Pulp. Uh-huh. We're doing a bit. All right. Elaine doesn't have any shit in her face. No. <laughs> I have always wanted to get my eyebrow pierced. I had that done in high school. Don't worry about it. Me too. But oh, I'm nice. I'm kind of too old Snagging for that. And plus, with the jujitsu, you can't. You don't really have time to let your face your. Well, they look cool. Facial like yeah. like, oh, And I really like the way I've often thought about getting like fake snake bites because I like how they look. But it really doesn't fit my pretty pink princesses. <laughs> <I was gonna, laughs> no, it does not. It's gonna be a new attire, I think, with the uh, Elaine. Elaine likes a very fun mix of feminine and road warrior. <laughs> yes, her coming soon, feminine road and warrior. And I'm sure John is very happy that we're not super rich because I would be tatted up like a motherfucker. And then she'd be single. <laughs> um, for, so we get further down the river and we find an old abandoned building. Because we're running, and they're like, well, let's search it for fuel. Because we're running out of fuel, and we're still not back yes. to where At we need to be. At some point, in one of the kerfluffles, all of their word. barrels of fuel, except for one, went into the river. And of all the trips into the river, they did not try to retrieve any of the fuel. Well, the <laughs> Amazon's deep. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like a drum of fuel would probably float. And they have been walking in waist-deep water. Like, I feel like they could have tried. At least tried. But that's neither here nor there. Also, John Voight 
uh, every every mm, scene, he likes to give out a fun fact. And one of the fun facts he says that I don't think we mentioned was that these snakes will kill something, eat it, and then get bored, puke it back up, and go kill something else. We didn't say that. No, we didn't. That comes up. Why would you do that? I don't know. Because <laughs> you're a they're, snake. They're not killing just because they're hungry. They're killing for sport. Yeah, like cats. He's a cold-hearted snake. Oh, look, he looks at this. He's, he's been telling lies. Noah should right, have been in this so Paula Abdul. <laughs> no, 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 and an animated cat. Right. And uh, <laughs> MC Scat Cat. Yeah. <laughs> so as they go, so they pull, they dock their boat and they go and they're walking up to this abandoned Baby, building. And as they're walking up, you see abandoned guns and axes on the fucking dock. And they're like, I don't want to know what happened here. And this is the point where I will get back on the boat. I will fucking make my think there's no survivors. We might as well loot the place. (laughs) I guess. So they go inside. For real. They go inside and they see drums and they're like, that could be fuel. And, uh, but next to them, Terry finds a giant snake skin. Very upsetting. The drums do have fuel. And they're like, all right, let's get this fuel and get out of here before the giant snake comes because we know it likes to hang out here. Mm-hmm. But surprise, surprise, Paul is not dead. He comes up behind them and knocks them out. Sucker. As they, they come to right as Paul throws a bucket full of monkey blood on them, which <laughs> I read in the IMDb, it was like plum jam or something. Okay. And um, it was red viscous. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> Just give me um, monkey blood. Monkey blood. Plum jam? I don't know. I would I'm rather gonna go be covered in plum jam either. than monkey blood. I'd rather smell like jam than How blood. about Kool-Aid? <laughs> uh, Kool-Aid doesn't quite have the, the consistency. The blood consistency of... B- of congealed plum jam? Blood. I think it was jam mixed with something. Okay. It's I jam read it something too, else, but I can't but remember, I can't remember what, what the other thing is. You know what? Let's just get over it. <laughs> and syrup or something, maybe. All right, syrup notes. Let's but go. But Paul has set a trap for the snake, and they're the bait. And you can see them, they're on like a net. The, anaco- the, uh, the anaconda arrives. And Terry and Danny are back to back. They're tied to each other, but they're not really tied to anything else. Mm-hmm. So they attempt to make a run for it, but the anaconda gets them. Paul sets off his trap and catches the snake in a net. Because he does want some because she's got buns on. Yes, she does. <laughs> but so I've checked, that math checks out. Paul is not, he might be a good snake trapper, but he's not a good anaconda trapper. Because for the <laughs> second time, the snake gets loose. And it attacks, well, this is, I think, a different snake. We don't know how many, we know that we've killed at least one anaconda, so we don't know how many anacondas are hunting them. But there's at least a second snake we see. But it gets loose and it attacks Paul. The anaconda then eats Paul. And we see a camera shot from inside the anaconda's throat. Which Which was very upsetting. Weird. And he had two knives. He's going, oh! I'm sorry. No, that was Guardians of the Galaxy. We were in a pink tube. (laughs) That's what the inside of the snake's throat looks like. And watching him be swallowed, it was weird. (laughs) The snake has obviously just swallowed a GoPro. Okay, so a couple more years. Then the anaconda decides. So Terry and Danny free themselves while the while the snake eats Paul, and then the anaconda decides that it's not done and it's gonna go after Terry. She tries to hide, and hides in the worst place possible. Its nest of babies. (laughs) And as she's trying to, as she's freaking out, the anaconda bursts through a window and regurgitates Paul. Into the nest of babies. Yum. And he 
winks. <laughs> he's not quite dead, but he's not quite alive either. It's very... Gooey. It's very gross. No, okay. he's gooey. Yes, he is gooey. He's the Amir of Ooey Gooey. It's, That's from Spawn. If you it's Yicky. So then... So Terry runs the other way and meets up with Danny again, and they quickly hatch a plot to trap it into a smokestack and blow it up. Because there is plenty of fuel uh, on this. They're going to save some fuel for the boat, but the rest are going to use to blow up the snake. Maybe inside the snake that was on Wilson's point of view. So Terry... <laughs> so the snake Might again... Another girl. What's her name? Corey Word? Yeah, she sure. was dead before the snake ate her. Westing... Uh, Ariel from Nana to Westing Westinghouse? Westingham? Westridge? Westridge. Westinghouse. Was the last alive Wayne person Wright. to be... Okay. So it's his point of view. By okay. the snake. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne's going. <laughs> well, okay. So Terry... The snake again chases Terry because the anaconda does Why want her buns home. <laughs> Andy the anaconda. Thank you. Uh, she climbs up the smokestack and the snake follows her. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube uses a pickaxe to kind of staple the end of the snake to give Terry time to get out the top of the smokestack. But it's very but dramatic really- because there's a grate probably to keep out the monkeys. Yeah, and she can't um, get it open. She can't get it open, but Danny is like dumbass. Already... Push from the end. Oh yeah, <laughs> Danny has. That's all she did to get out was push for the fucking end. It was ridiculous. Well, she's a weak little wimpy girl. Oh, offensive. And this is actually one of the only scenes that portrays her that way. But it's one of she... those it's because we're in a crisis. She can't do anything. If the snake was chasing her, she'd have fell. <laughs> she's panicking, and when you're panicking, you're making dumb choices. But Danny has already lit. The fuse, so and she doesn't have out. a lot of time, and she, but she does escape, and um, but the snake freezes up, and the they blow the smokestack up, and the anaconda is on fucking fire, and it like it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> you see the snake on fire. You see the snake get in the water <laughs> and I'm on fire. It screams. <laughs> On the way down. Yeah. Frank Walker earned his paycheck in this movie. As it flew through the air on fire. Yes. So let me get this straight. Gets, so the snake's on fire, swims in the water on gets, fire, and doesn't think, let me go underwater. It gets in the water, but it doesn't submerge itself all the way. It stays on the top because not only does the snake know how to swim in the water, but it knows how to Jesus itself right on the top. Because yes. <laughs> it's a magical snake. I mean, it only weighs 900 pounds. It's, it's way more... T- it's, it's mostly floats. But Fire Snake, it finally dies. Woof. And fire sinks. Serpent, like in um, it's the fire Warrior. Worm. It's the Fire Worm. Whatever, that too. But finally, it succumbs to the fire and sinks below the surface, putting itself out of its misery, thank God. Mm-hmm. And it says, low do I see my father. <laughs> and then, just when you think you're safe, of course... Like Jason Voorhees, it comes back and attacks them one last time, and Danny kills it with an axe that was conveniently placed here from the people who abandoned this building when it was overrun with anacondas. That's amazing. So, but in blowing up this building, they did not blow up all the fuel because they finally get their fuel, and they they fuel up the boat, and they go back to civilization. And just now that all the excitement is over... Dr. Kale comes out of his coma. He seems to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> For a guy that had a pen in his neck an hour ago. Three days ago. Three days. We don't worry about that. Yeah. 
And um, we have to write a whole bunch well, of apology letters to a bunch of people's students. At some point, they take they say he's breathing on his own now and yeah. take the pen out of his neck yeah. as if that magically fucking healed over. Well, like it was a knee, like they put a Band-Aid on your knee scrape and it's scabbed up and fine. Well, the other thing was, if I remember right, Voight or Paul or whatever mm-hmm. grabs him by his throat and pushes his thumb into it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. that sucks. But, um... And that's when he goes unconscious again. Yeah. New coma. That was coma two. It, this There's one a coma was button a, right in this there. This one was a super healing coma. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perhaps. Like a ninja. Because he finally regains consciousness and seems <laughs> to be okay and comes thing, up on snake. deck yeah. with Terry just in time to drift past the Shuri Shaman tribe. Yeah. They're all just standing there like nothing's going on. Like they and don't have Danny's giant fucking like, here. Danny gets the fucking camera and they start shooting their documentary. Which and we the see that they drift off into the sunset as we get the great flute music and credits. The end. The end. And the tribesmen look at each other and go, are these the ones we're going to feed to the snake? They're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We're sacrifice to the great <laughs> snake god. Yes. No, they look at each other and they go, how did this boat get this way? They must have fucking knocked down our snake wall. <laughs> They're going to be mad when, they, when the mommy finds out they killed the baby snake. All right, so we are going to start with Carly. Hey. Good thinking. Start with Carly. Yeah. Okay. My favorite character. I have a very hard time picking a favorite character. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. On the one hand, I wanted to pick J-Lo. She was the only original member of our boat crew who seemed to have much worth in the situation that we were in. Uh huh. But on the other hand, on the other hand, or fingers, I was picking Paul because he Paul? was actually a capable on the river person, even though he was the devil, batshit crazy, and had a terrible accent. So I'm gonna go with J Lo's character. Safe well, pick. We appreciate that. My least favorite character, Except Mark Anthony. Is Mateo. Ben Affleck. I and I understand that he had worked with Paul in the past, but I wanted him to be more competent. (laughs) Okay. It bothered me that he didn't seem to take charge or know Mm -hmm. anything. Um, My favorite scene was when they go to the other boat that they've seen to see what they can pilfer from it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it ends when Mateo is killed. When they find Danny Trejo's boat. <laughs> My favorite line. Ah, I'm going to go with mostly because um, the line that I remember liking the most, I don't remember. And it's not in the IMDb lines. It's the one about when, when they want to blow the wall down. And mm-hmm. she's like, but we could be causing ecological disasters for other people. The wall is probably here for ah, a reason. We're American. Fuck them. Um, and my favorite tertiary objects are the many, many, many snakes that fly at them when they blow the wall up, but they never see any snakes other than the anaconda any other time they go in the river. <laughs> There's no other small snakes anywhere. <laughs> Babies. So I thought it was odd. <laughs> I know why the snakes were in the wall. They're hiding from the anaconda because it eats them. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Figured it out. So, I am going to make wow. this movie. With that extra information, I think I'm going to I believe that this movie, <laughs> she, as a monster movie, 
has some significance in keeping the genre going until we got better CGI. Um, <laughs> so at this point, I feel like if you like to watch a terrible CGI kind of ridiculous monster movie, then you should watch this movie. But if you want a like serious movie, don't. <laughs> So I'm going to maybe this movie. All right, John. Uh, my favorite character is Danny. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is also Mateo because he should have been more competent. Like mm-hmm. he's the boat captain and seemed pretty fucking mm-hmm. useless. useless. Yeah, I feel like he should have known the river backwards, forwards, right. back mm-hmm. of his hand. <laughs> like he should have been more prepared for this kind of thing. He works mm-hmm. in the goddamn Amazon. Um, my favorite tertiary object is John Voight's accent. Okay. Um, my favorite line is, it's going to be a good day. Uh, Ice Cube. Because <laughs> around this time, it was a popular song from the Ice Cube, if you remember, Carl. I thought it was going to be the scrotum line. <laughs> no, it was, it's a good day. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't care about that dude's scrotum. Um, do you have a favorite scene? I do have a favorite scene, as a matter of fact. It's when the snake regurgitates John Voight and he winks at them. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, it does stick with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a memorable scene because the dead body just kind of fucking winks at you, like "hi," and he seems kind of happy about being out of the snake and winks. <laughs> you be? But has no ability to move. Well, he's been partially digested. Yeah. So, and there's that'll that. ruin your day. And I'm gonna. I'm on the line of strong may bay nay. A strong maybe sounds kind of like a yay. Yeah, I'm in, I'm a complicated fella. <laughs> no one understands it but a woman. <laughs> John. Uh, I'm America. I'm going to give it a maybe. I'll maybe. Okay. If you're into this kind of movie, the fucking are you serious? Let's just bullshit. Just get on the boat and have a good time for what, an hour and a half? Yeah, it's right. it's fairly quick. It's that's and that's why I'm gonna give it to Maybe because it's not too long. Because it's it's a get on the boat and fucking leave that shit behind. Okay, Tony. Oh, my favorite character is the snake. <laughs> my least favorite character is Jennifer Lopez because I just don't like her. <laughs> but it's also a tie with John Boyd. Paul, Paul. I even wrote that Paul. Um. Oh, my favorite scene is when Westbridge, is that his name? Sure. Yeah. Westbridge <laughs> jumps, I don't know anymore. I wrote, I wrote Dude Man. So Anything with a W is yeah. it counts at this point. When Dude Man jumps down the waterfall and the snake catches him in the air. Good stuff. Um, my favorite line is whenever the snake screamed, because I'm always down for a screaming snake. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Snakes don't have vocal cords. Favorite torsi object is the boat from Popeye that they're driving the whole time. And, and he's large. My least favorite scene is when... <laughs> snake is large. Least favorite scene is when J-Lo shoots a snake with a scoped rifle and doesn't use the scope. <laughs> she shoots it several times and doesn't fucking... I will also may bay this yeah, movie. It's, it's like, all right. Uh, <laughs> it's important a bit, like Carly said, because it's one of the... I like how you had to write Tony's movies. name twice. Like, but emphasize it. I just wanted to be... Still in. counts. <laughs> but it's all right. It's all right, man. Okay. Elaine, go ahead and give us your... I like the Meg better. The Ooh. Meg was way better. The Meg was way better. And Deep Blue Sea. And Deep Blue Sea is way better. And Deep Blue Sea was way better. And Slither was I not. Was trying to, I was trying to catch her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have one more movie like this that I definitely want to do, which is uh, Lake Placid. Oh, I was going to say, I got tons, Oliver tons of these movies. I'm just saying that I definitely want oh, okay. to do. 
I'm afraid um, but so let me say my favorite character <laughs> is Paul John Voight because he's acting the shit out of this. <laughs> he's trying. <laughs> he he has done a thing and he is committed. <laughs> True. It's I mean he has the most he seems to be having the most fun with it, I'll say. Yeah. My least favorite character is Denise because wow. she was not necessary at all. No, she wasn't. In in my head, I couldn't even remember her name the whole time. She's just the chick that wasn't J Lo. Yeah. She's completely useless. She's very, very It was D nice. Her name was D nice. She's super useless and I'm not into it at all. Um, I do agree with you guys that Mateo's pretty pointless. He needed he they could have done more with him. Mm-hmm. The only thing with Mateo was in the very beginning. He's cool, but then when Voight shows up, he keeps shooting these evil looks at Voight. Because I forgot that they were bros, sort of. So I'm like, I bet he was like, this is all good, we're good. And then he shows up and he's like, God damn it, I hate this fucking guy. I know, right? You got the impression. Yeah, you got the impression there was going to be some animosity between the two of them, but he just backs down. Paul. Did I ever do Johnny Dangerously? Yes. Okay. You did it. I should want to do it again. I feel like you did it not long after I did Popeye. That was a while ago. Anyway, so yeah, my... Ice holes, like, Oop. I'm not done. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Of course you're not. My favorite scene is when the boat runs aground and we get the cool... I love the shot of Westridge on the waterfall and you see the snake in the tree because he thinks he's escaped, but he definitely has not escaped. <laughs> so that's my favorite scene. My favorite line is... When J-Lo uh, captures John Boy and says, see, what you do is not so hard. I can trap a snake, too. Mm-hmm. I like it. And my favorite tertiary object is the snake totem statues. Those are cool. With uh, an honorable mention to her long application although, of lipstick. Although with the budget of this movie, I think it was statue that they just moved around. <laughs> and it was probably made of styrofoam. Probably. But um, I'm going to yay this movie. I think it's fun. The... The cast is it's the beginning of their career, but they're all pretty competent. It's very atmospheric. The snake, when they're using the animatronic snake, it looks pretty decent. When they're using the CGI, it looks pretty terrible. But I don't care about terrible CGI as much as most people, so I like it. And I think that if you haven't seen it in a while, go back and give it another look because it's fun. Carly? Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs on Twitter at unmovie podcast. You can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. I also wanted to say that in the trivia, this film is listed among the 100 most enjoyably bad movies ever made. So, is this the video with Ben Affleck in it? By the uh, Razzie's yeah, probably. founder. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. And I thought that that was a fitting thing to say about it. It's one of the most enjoyably, <laughs> one of the most yeah. enjoyable bad movies. I was saying, when it came out, it was a thing. Like, this isn't just some weird movie that you picked out of nowhere. This is, this, Anaconda was a big movie. For, you know. So. Why well, people think up her shirt in this video? Like, look at my stomach. Just so you, that she's still Jenny from the block. Because she's fucking looks sexy as hell. Why not? And okay. please tune in next time. On the podcast. When John's pick. You know what? This is a great movie starring an actor that has graced us a few times, but not quite enough. We're going to do The Specialist. Nice. You're trying to get Stallone um, above uh, Frank Walker? Well, maybe. <laughs> I was going to do Dragnet, but you guys haven't earned no. Dragnet Damn yet. Damn it. Someday. Well, you fucked it up. Maybe next time you'll listen while I'm talking. 
should do sometimes. 